Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is managing editor, Ross John Fortune, and staff writer researcher, Kayla Whitfield. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. The Biden-Harris administration recently released a playbook on improving health and well-being by addressing social determinants of health. Jayla, I know that you've been working on an article about this playbook, so we wanted to take today's episode to dive into some of the details covered here and what it means for everybody in the federal government and more broadly for all the citizens of the United States. So, Jayla, you want to take it away? Yeah, definitely. So this playbook, like you said, it's a first of its kind. So it's a pretty big deal, in my opinion, but it definitely supports the administration's ongoing efforts to promote health equity throughout this year and previous years. They've had several different executive orders like advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities. The federal government was just one. There was another one that tackled the climate crisis at home and abroad. So this isn't the first time uh, this administration has looked into equity, but this time it's very key on focusing on those uh, social determinants that you mentioned. Um, I like to talk a little bit about how those social determinants impact health outcomes. So just to give listeners a little overview of some of those factors. It can include how much money someone makes, uh, their education, the nutrition they're receiving on a daily basis, their housing, um, some of those environmental exposures that they uh, are exposed to on a daily basis, or just their social conditions. And all those can impact a person's health outcomes. But the issue is that the impact is continuing to grow at an increasing rate. There's things being done to help this, but not nearly quickly enough to stop the issue. Uh, Based on a 2020 report that I was able to find in the playbook while reading through it from the Assistant Secretary for Planning and Evaluation, social determinants of health impact more than 50% of health outcomes. So this is not a small number. In addition to this, other agencies are stepping up and playing their part as well. The Department of Health and Human Services is also releasing a call to action to address health-related social needs. And they're also releasing a Medicaid and CHIP health-related social needs framework. So both of those will work in collaboration with this U.S. playbook for addressing social determinants of health. When this was released last week, HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra said, it's clear that the health of our people does not exist in a vacuum. I really like this quote. He says, but it is affected by our access to stable housing, healthy food, and clean air to breathe. So like I said, those key social determinants really play a huge factor. So along with HHS, there's also going to be other agencies stepping up and providing different initiatives to also Uh, reach equity. That includes the Department of Agriculture, Department of Housing and Urban Development, uh, Department of Veteran Affairs, of course, uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, and several other factors. When we go back to talking a little bit more about this playbook, it's going to address three key 
pillars that the White House plans to focus on. So that first pillar that, that they want to focus on is expanding data gathering and sharing. And I thought I found it interesting that they put this pillar first because it's such a huge one and it plays into the other pillars. Um, this is also a pillar that's going to largely rely on technology to make it better and more efficient and to advance data collection and interoperability, something that we talk about often in healthcare. The second pillar is supporting flexible funding to address social needs. So identifying how to use the funds and making sure that people are making the best investments across sectors when they're trying to reach this equity. And then lastly, the third pillar is going to be supporting backbone organizations. So supporting the development of community backbone organizations, and those are mo mostly linked to healthcare systems, uh, to community-based organizations. So like I said, that first pillar really caught my attention because when it comes to data gathering and sharing, this is a topic that the healthcare ecosystem has really been focused on this past year. Um, and it's re it relies heavily on technology. So when it comes to the impact on technology for this playbook, the playbook really lays the groundwork for how agencies and organizations can have a more innovative policies and initiatives related to the social determinants of health and how they can promote the utilization of technology when it comes to inside the government and outside the government. Um, so under the expansion of data sharing and gathering, the playbook is pushing for the creation of a standardized format to assess the social determinants of health. So this is a format that would basically advance and make it a more interoperable health and social care health ecosystem. The administration is implementing the creation of a federal data working group as well, and the Office of the Federal Chief Information Officer within o the OMP would lead that data working group. So as the White House is working to achieve this pillar on enhancing data sharing, they're also wanting to make sure that federal agencies are reducing the gaps in data, which I found really interesting. I haven't seen this talked about a lot, but it definitely makes sense. So they're going to work together with the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, along with the White House Council on Environmental Quality, to launch a National Science and Technology Council Environmental Justice Subcommittee. And this committee is is basically going to establish a federal strategy to recognize and address the shortcomings in science, data, and research. So overall, this playbook is pretty intense. It's pretty lengthy, and they're making sure they're covering all of their bases to make sure that equity is top of mind going into the new year. Just to build a little bit off of, uh, you know, Jayla mentioned that this is really a whole of government approach. Oftentimes, these health concerns get pigeonholed into health agencies or specific places because people see it very siloed. And that's a problem across government, particularly in the IT world. But what this playbook outlines as much as anything is that this stuff all works together. That's in the playbook itself. It has a few graphics that one that's very uh, lovely, I suggest you Google it, of a stream and some things are upstream and some things are downstream. But these social determinants of health, particularly when it comes to data gaps and resources in a lot of the organizations that the government is working with, those gaps are very, very, very wide. The idea that your zip code determines so much about you is uncomfortable for a lot of people, but it there's more and more evidence that these social determinants of health 
uh, many of which are tied to zip code and, and zip code you know, where you grew up, the, the resources that you have, and to that end, the resources that the organizations you deal with have means that there are real uh, gaps. There's a real difference between communities. So USDA is involved as far as food programs. Uh, VA is involved because, you know, obviously veterans come from all different types of communities and they, there's a lot of gaps there, especially depending on uh, the community. Jayla mentioned OMB and um, obviously the health agencies, uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS is, is a big part of this as well because these are very tech-centric uh, things. And I, I would say, particularly in the community, that is a thing that needs to be emphasized here, that backing up these community organizations, the tech gap is as much a part of this as anything, the data gap as well. So encouraging better data better tech access and within the broader conversation about social determinants of health, that's really what the playbook is trying to uh, get forward here. Yeah, and a lot of those numbers are really starking when it comes to the social determinants. I mean, the playbook even lists out some of those statistics. When it comes to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, in 2021, over 8.53 million households had not yet received government housing assistance, were either living in severely inadequate rental conditions or paying more than one half of their income towards rent. And then when it comes to food insecurity, the data from 2021 pointed out that 33.8 million Americans live in food insecure households. So yeah, it, those all those things definitely play a factor. I mean, how can you worry about your health when you don't have food to eat or when you don't have housing or when you're not being educated? So all of those things definitely impact the overall goal. And what's key here, again, I, I cannot emphasize enough how much the data needs to be standardized. I know this is something that Jail has written a lot about and we've covered a lot uh, at our Health IT Summit and stuff. But the idea that you have all these different sets of data that don't necessarily line up, the analogy I would think is trying to compare standard to metric systems in different data sets. Like it just doesn't work. So if you're trying to tell somebody that this is X amount of kilometers, that's not the same amount of, of space as it is in miles. So to that end, if you're using different data sets and not dealing with the core data set for interoperability, US CDI, you're not looking at the actual information that you need. So you can't even try to ameliorate the problem if you can't define it. And I think that's a big part of this playbook is to get people on the same page and get the data sets in ways that work together and work with one another so that you can actually make policy that addresses them. So how does this playbook tie into other whole-of-government initiatives that the Biden-Harris administration have introduced? Since they came into office, the Biden administration has been very vocal about its DEIA goals, and this is this very much factors into that. And it is part of a larger conversation that that this administration has tried to have and is trying to move forward. This idea that there are lots of different problems that need to be addressed holistically and not just in specific ways uh, with specific agencies, or like I said earlier, siloing these things to the end of the world. 
So having this whole of government approach speaks to the DEIA executive order that the Biden administration brought forward early in its term or the emphases on even things like AI and, and the need to make sure that it is done equitably. And to that end, the playbook specifically outlines parts of the president's budget that basically says, Congress, you got to pull your weight too because these are our priorities. So it has things like data collection, standardization, grants, block grants to states and uh, tribal governments to address these disparities. And more importantly, figure out, or for our audience, I should say, develop uh, ways to integrate equity into CMS programs, policies, and again, for our audience, building systems, IT systems, analytical systems, to use the data on these populations. And finally, it, it calls for a lot of money for NIH research on uh, social determinants of health, as well as ONC's equity by design approach to get you know, the research and the data side of things shored up. The White House and agencies can only do so much, obviously, without funding. And Congress does need to be part of that. And that's where the president's budget uh, factors into it. Thank you, Jayla and Ross, for guiding us through this playbook. Listeners can tune into HealthCast in two weeks for more coverage of everything health IT. But in the meantime, if you like what you heard, make sure you leave a review and a five-star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. And hey, tell a friend. We always appreciate growing our audience. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Ross Shefferton. I'm Jayla Woodfield. Thank you for listening. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com. <laughs>